Well, y'all think about this. Uh, you woke up this morning to hearing rumbling outside and uh, looking outside and seeing the rain. It hadn't rained on a Sunday morning in a long time. You realize that? I thought about that this morning. I was like, man, because I remember one time when we, uh, right after we got in the building, it was the end of the late 1990s or like the year 2000, it was somewhere around there, uh, right after we got in the building. Um, and um, I remember this because I wrote it down on my calendar. It felt like, I think it was six weeks straight we had rain on a Sunday. And one time I just prayed and I asked God, I said, God, can it rain like on a Thursday instead? <laughs> it seemed like it was beautiful weather all weekend and rain on Sunday. But this morning it was, uh, it, was, it was good to see that rain. And I'll tell you what I thought this morning. When I saw the rain, I was like, this is a day that I'd like to have a cup of coffee sit on, sitting on a porch watching it rain. Have you ever done that? Right? There's something about it. To me, it's the equivalent of getting around a campfire. You ever notice people sitting around a campfire? You get around a campfire, and what do we do? We're like zombies. We just look at the fire. And you just watch it doing its thing because it's always changing. And then, you know, if you're like me, you always got a stick and you're poking at it and doing all kinds of stuff, and you're constantly wanting it to burn faster. And, but then you just watch it. I'm telling you, I'll get outside sometimes, particularly, you know, in the fall and all that, when it's, when, when it's really nice to get a fire going. And I'll sit in the chair by myself, and I'll like, hey, y'all want to come, you know, Penny, y'all want to come hang around? The fire? Nope. Good. Good. Then I can be around the fire by myself because this, this just, this relaxes me. Same thing with watching rain on a porch. You know, we're, we're living in a society that says to us, well, then you're lazy if you ever do that. You should always be moving. You see, we're human beings. We're not sharks. God created a shark. I guess a shark just never stops, right? They just never sleep. They just move all the time. They are always doing their thing. They're always going, always moving, whatever, whatever, whatever. But we are not sharks. We are humans. And we've been designed by God to get some rest. So what I want to do is I want to start a little series here as we go through. I don't know if we're going to do it throughout the entire July, but we're going to do it this week. We're going to skip next week because of Father's Day message, and then we're going to do it for the next few weeks after that. Talking about rest. The crazy thing is, as I was preparing this message this week <laughs> about rest, I'm like, this is as tired as I've been in a while, you know, and, 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 it'll, and, and it'll, it'll pass within a day or two for me. But it's like, God, really, i got to preach on this when I'm wiped out? But um, I want to talk to you about why we need it and where it starts, why we should rest, why it's important that we rest. Because our society says you can't rest. Even if you have a day off, you've got to be doing something or else you're wasting time. <laughs> but there are times that we need to rest. And rest for you might look different than rest for me. But I still think there are some components to rest that we need to have. Because if not, what's going to happen is we're going to be going through our lives and we're going to become spiritually irritable. We're going to become spiritually tired. We're going to start making bad decisions and then it's going to affect our relationships. And who knows how far that will go. So rest needs to be incorporated into our lives 
on a regular basis in some way. So I want to talk about why we need it. Now, I didn't put a main scripture, but, but I do have one. Uh, and it's the first scripture, guys, that's in there. Genesis chapter 2. So take your Bibles with me. And let's go to Genesis chapter 2, everybody. And let's stand together, Genesis 2, and then we'll go back to looking at our points here. Um, Genesis 2, beginning in verse 2. And let's stand together. It says here in Genesis 2, verse 2, By the seventh day, God had finished. That's the key word I want you to look at, is the word finished. God had finished the work He had been doing. So on the seventh day, He rested from all His work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, He rested from all the work of creating that He had done. Let's pray. Father, as we tackle this subject of rest, it's it's not easy for me. I don't really know what it always looks like. Most of us don't. But help us to see it the way you see it. And to understand that it's tied to our spiritual strength. Just like spiritual nourishment, just like food for the body, we need rest for the soul and body. Help us to learn from our Creator who also rested. And I prayed in Christ's name. Amen. And you may be seated. So rest, why we need it. Okay, so first thing I want you to notice is this. The reason we need it is, first of all, God demonstrated it to us. God demonstrated rest to us. Now look at what Mark chapter 6, verse 31 tells us about Jesus and about what He did. So if we can put up Mark 6, 31, it says, Then because so many people were coming... And going that they did not even have a chance to eat. Now this is when Jesus fed the 5,000. He said to them, this is what Jesus said to his disciples, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Get some rest. So here we see God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit at creation, resting in Genesis. And then we go to when Jesus came and He demonstrated for us and was showing us that He was trying to take His disciples to a quiet place where they could get some rest, where they could physically rest, mentally rest, and spiritually rest. And we know what happened there when He fed the 5,000 right at that point. So God demonstrated it to us. So in the Hebrew, the word rested in Genesis chapter 2 is the word uh, sabbat, S-A-B-A-T. Not a bullet like sabbat, (laughs) but sabbat is where we get the word sabbath from. It means to rest. But here's the thing I want you to notice about God. God didn't need to rest because He was exhausted. He rested because of completion. He rested because the work of creation had been done. It had been completed. It means to cease. So on the seventh day, which was Saturday, 
after the work of creation had been done. It's not that God, who, who is all-powerful, was wore out and tired. He wasn't tired. But He had completed the work that needed to be done, and on the seventh day, He admired it. And He rested, and He didn't create anymore at that point. You see, because we live in the dimension of time, we must be able, we must abide by God's demonstrated example. We must rest in the celebrated work of God. How many of you have watched the, uh, the, the, the series, I think they're called Bornwood Builders, is that what they, is that, is that the name? Bornwood, yeah. Bornwood Builders. You know what they do is they go and find these old cabins that have been built uh, you know a certain way and it's funny how they find these things and they buy these these buildings sometimes they find these cabins and they're actually houses that have been built and then sidings been put over the old bornwood uh, or the old logs and so they have to rip that siding off and and then take it apart and usually have a client that buys it and and they restore it and do all of this so one of the, one of the uh, segments in the series was not about them doing a particular project, but it was about him going back. You see, this builder, the Bornwood Builder people, they don't finish the house. They set the logs in place, put it like it should be, put it back in, in the way that it, that it should be. Uh, they might have to replace some of it. They call these buildings that they find that, that have, you know, have no rot, they call them 100 percenters. And they only find those, those are rare, to find a house that they can use 100% of logs and outrotten and all of that. And they had one of those in Camden, South Carolina that I was watching, about, uh, watching last night. And then after that, he spent the next segment, the next one-hour show, going back to the houses where he had set the logs. He had not seen the finished product yet. And he spent the entire segment the entire hour going back to these different projects and seeing them now that they had been finished and just these old logs now having a new life repurposed and it's as though he was looking at it and he would just go oh man i just want to stand here and look at it he was admiring the work actually he was taking that week to rest in the accomplishments that all of them had done. For they had set the logs, they had done their part. Then a builder came in and chinked it and finished it and added to it and did all that they needed to do to make it a dwelling place and to make it a beautiful place so that, you know, a hundred more years these logs could go on. And I just remember him just admiring, not just his work, but other people's work and how it all came together and how it all got repurposed. And it's as though the guy, you know, that, that's the head of that, it's as though this is spiritual for him. Like this has meaning and these logs are going to live on and somebody's going to enjoy them, you know, for another hundred years. And I thought about that. How many of us stop and rest and admire and enjoy the work that God's used us to do? 
Too often we're such in a hurry to get to the next project. It's the next thing. It's the next adventure. It's the next thing God wants us to do. Okay, VBS is finished. Now it's, now it's on to the next thing. But, but you know, God taught us something here. God wasn't tired, but He rested. He took a day to admire His creation and, and, and to realize, look, I've completed this job of creation to create the earth and the world and the heavens and the stars and human beings. And then he rested. And if God, who is infinite and all-powerful, needed to rest, how much more so should we? God demonstrated to us that we should rest. Jesus, when he came here in the flesh, needed times to rest, to regroup. Needed a quiet place. Why a quiet place? Because he needed to rest his mind, his heart, his spirit. How can we hear God clearly when we're always running, always moving, always doing? We're like, like I said, we're like sharks. We never stop long enough to hear God in His still, small voice. And that's important for us, not just as individuals, but for us as a church. So number one, God demonstrated it. Number two, I only have three points here, okay? Number two, rest. Why we need it? It begins inwardly by trusting and fearing God. You can't rest in your spirit if you're not in a right relationship with God. Look at what Proverbs 19.23 says. Proverbs 19.23 says, The fear of the Lord leads to what? To life. What did Jesus say? I've come that you might have life and have it what? Abundantly, have it to the full. So the fear of the Lord leads to that full life. Then one rests content, untouched by trouble. Now notice what that verse says. Untouched by trouble. It's not indicating that you will never have trouble. It's saying that trouble can't touch you on the inside when you rest properly. When you fear God. When you trust God properly. The fear of the Lord leads to life. Then one rests content. It has to do with inside of you. And then trouble, trouble can't master you. You see what I'm saying? You know when trouble begins to get a hold of me and masters me when I'm not resting spiritually enough. What is the commercial? I think it's, uh, I try not to watch it because I can't eat those things anymore, but uh, it's the Snickers commercial, I think, where somebody's hangry, you know, and they're like some kind of monster, and all of a sudden somebody gives them a Snicker, Snickers and then they turn back into a human again, like everything's all okay. Well, that's how I get when I don't get my rest spiritually and I don't get my rest emotionally, mentally, and physically. Now, yes, we can go through times where, where, where the circumstances dictate for us that we can't rest, that, that these are, are hard times, difficult times. But if we are resting in God on a regular basis when those difficult times come, God will get you through it and your spirit will be able to be content. And I start to get aggravated and hangry and, and um, 
when, I, when I'm not trusting God like I should. And it's usually because I'm not resting. God's been trying to speak to me through His Word, through His creation, through circumstance, and I'm not listening. I can't see it because I'm too busy. I'm flying by. So, rest, why we need it. It begins inwardly by trusting and fearing God. Look at what Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 and 29 says. Look what Jesus said. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Can I ask you this? Have you ever been weary? You know why we get weary sometimes? Weary is the concept of you're having a burden on your shoulders. You're having something that's heavy to carry. And you can do it for a little while. And then all of a sudden you get weary. I took Penny yesterday to the hunting woods near uh, Lake Butler. And uh, brought in a pipe feeder and some other things. I wanted to take care of a few things. and wanted to do some weed eating. You know, now while it was dry in that area, it was a little spot that I really liked. I wasn't able to hunt last year. And, and so I said, hey, come take a ride with me. Come on. What she didn't know was I needed some help. I needed somebody to carry some stuff. And we had our boots and all that, snake boots on. And so I got the pipe feeder on this shoulder. I got something over here. Penny's got all kinds of stuff in her hands. And we're not just walking, but you're walking, you know, through all of that, that thick stuff and, and uneven ground. And I was like, I started off, oh, I got this, no problem. And I'm, you know, and all of a sudden, boy, when I got, I started getting weary. I just, oh, my gosh. And then, <laughs> and then last night when I went to take a shower, I realized, man, I had these marks on my shoulder from carrying that thing. And it, it got my, my legs to hurting, and, and I thought about this. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. See, he's not necessarily talking about a physical thing like that, but he's talking about the burdens of life, you know, worrying. Man, am I going to be able to pay my bills this week? Am I going to be able to provide? You know, is my job in jeopardy? Is it, you know, all these things that we struggle with. Am I making the right decisions? i got a burden. My, my kid's not living right. This is going on. That's going on. And, and it weighs on us and we become weary to where we can't function like we should. But here's what Jesus said. You come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you what? Rest. I will give you rest in your heart. Take my yoke upon you. You know what a yoke is, huh? A yoke would attach, um, it, it would attach to two oxen, two animals. Put them together. You know, it had a bottom part and a top part. Put them together so in unison, they, you know, you'd have double the, the ox power <laughs> or the horsepower. And uh, so it was a yoke. He says, but you take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You will find rest for your souls. It begins inwardly by trusting and fearing God. Having the proper respect and the awe of who He is in life. He made me. I didn't make me. He made me the way I am. Yes, sin has, has you know, Edemic sin, sin from Adam that we inherited from our fathers. It has uh, uh, affected us and some of our quirks and the issues that we have are a result of our own sin. Yeah, absolutely. But God still made this body 
and he knows what's best for it. And he's provided for me to get the proper physical rest. But physical rest is also tied to spiritual rest. And he's given us Jesus to help us see through the trouble and the circumstances. And he's given us Jesus to lighten the burden. And following Jesus is not burdensome. It's not like some heavy yoke on us that wears us down and wears us out. Jesus doesn't do that to us. He's humble. And He's gentle with us. And He talks to us in a still, small voice. And He says, slow down. You're tired. You need to rest a little bit. You need to kick back. It's okay. Because if you're going to be strong in this world, you've got to get it right inwardly. One last thing I want to share with you about this. Rest. Why we need it. And here it is. Because when my spirit is right with God, that's when my body can truly rest. When my spirit is right with God, that's when my body can truly rest. I love Psalm 16, verses 8 through 11. Psalm 16, verses 8 through 11. Look at what the Bible says here as we put it up. I know they're trying. There we go. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With Him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. Because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful ones see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Go back to verse 9. If you can, go back to verse 9. Yeah. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. Will rest secure. Let me tell you something. You know this as well as anybody, and I know it too. We all know it. If there's something wrong internally, spiritually, something in your mind, something in your heart, something going on, something that you're concerned about, what does it do to you at night? It keeps you awake. What happens when you stay awake when you should be resting? When you should be sleeping? Huh? It makes you grouchy. In other words, it it affects your body, right? It affects you spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically. But the one who is right with God can sleep well at night. That's, That's the part that I wanted you to get here. The one who is whose spirit is right with God. Inside of you, you've made it right with God. You're doing what God wants you to do. You can sleep well at night. And when you sleep well at night, you rest. Spiritually, mentally, and physically. So when my spirit is right with God, my body can rest. You can go take a vacation and be gone for three weeks and go to Hawaii and go to a place you want to go, wherever that might be. And if your spirit's not right with God, you'll never get rest. Because you can't run from that. 
Destination doesn't change what's going on on the inside. It's not a destination change that people need. A lot of times it's a heart change, right? And rest begins when our heart is bent and leaning toward God. (laughs) When I was a younger pastor, I couldn't rest very well, to be honest with you, because I wasn't trusting Him like I should. And I would stay awake at night thinking about how we're going to fix this and how we're going to do that. And God, what is going to happen here? And this and that and this and that. And it was driving me crazy. And I got to a point in life where I said, you know what? This is not my place. This is His. And if I truly trust God, I've got to be able to give it to Him tonight and just trust Him. Let me ask you this. How many of you have ever experienced this? You had a a circumstance. You couldn't figure it out. I mean, it could be something as simple as this. It could be a project you're doing at home. Maybe you're rebuilding um, something or, or, you know, redoing your bathroom or something. And you've come across a situation. You don't know what to do. You don't know what the right answer is. You You think about it. You look at it. You can't make it work. And then you go to bed. And you're like, well, I've done all I can do. I'll figure it out tomorrow. It's going to be there tomorrow when I get there. And then you go to bed and you wake up. You have your cup of coffee. Maybe you have your time with God. And all of a sudden you walk into that, that bathroom that you're remodeling. And you oh, I got it. And it comes to you. Well, it's not just that. I find that happens to me in life. There are circumstances in life, hard situations, difficult things to figure out and to maneuver through. And there are times when, you know, at the end of the day I'm like, for two weeks, I've tried to fix this and figure it out, and I, have, I, I can't do it. I just don't know what the answer is. God, I'm going to give it to you. I'm just going to give it to you. I'm taking it out of here. I'm putting it in your court. You've reminded me this is your business, not mine. I'm going to be faithful with what you give me, and I'm going to trust you. Go to bed at night, and sometime the next day, all of a sudden, everything falls into place, and you're like, oh, my gosh, what was I worried about? called being secure in your spirit with God then you're able to rest is what I'm talking about easy to do it sounds easy but it's not but it has to do with this it has to do with do you and I trust God to be who he says he is in your life and in my life do i trust him to do what he said he would do and if i can do that and if i can be secure in who i am in him then i can rest sabbatical rest is biblical god did it he taught us we need it in our lives at some point some way We've got to rest. And I believe if we don't rest, we can't fully hear God. Jesus went to a secluded place early in the morning, the Bible tells us in Mark. And he did this as a, on a regular basis in his life, in the body that he was limited to on this earth. And he knew the limitations of the human body. 100% God, 100% man, and he still needed to get alone to rest his mind, rest his soul, rest his spirit. 
Let me ask you this. Tell me if this isn't true. You've taken vacations before, right? We all have in one way or another. Have you taken some vacations that were full of activity? Maybe your kids were a certain age and the vacations were more about the kids than about you, right? And it was about taking them to some place that they can have fun, right? And what's the old saying? You get back from your vacation and you need a vacation to rest from your vacation, right? We've been there. We've all been there. Tell me if this is not true. Tell me if you wouldn't say that the greatest vacation you've ever had is when you did nothing. Kelly's looking at me like, he's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Now, when I say did nothing, I mean, what what I'm saying is, some of the greatest rest that I've ever gotten, don't get me wrong, we've we've had some vacations where we've done a lot of activity, and we had a great time, made great memories, and those will go down as some of the greatest in history. But I'm talking about from the standpoint of rest, the greatest vacation I've ever had is when we got to a location and we rested. Pretty awesome. I'll never forget going to the Bahamas one time and uh, getting up every morning with a cup of coffee and going to this picnic table and just sitting there and hoping that everybody would sleep till noon so that I could just rest. And I had to really listen hard. This is how, this is how calm it was. You could barely hear the lapping of the, of the waves coming in. You barely hear it. That's how calm it was. I mean, the water's so clear. It was so calm one day, this is the truth. I went and laid down in the water just to where I could still breathe, and I fell asleep. That's how calm it was. Um, <clears throat> I'll never forget that vacation. Another vacation was one that Penny and I took three years ago. We went to Lake Waterbury, South Carolina, and we took our kayaks so we could kayak fish. And we, we did some kayak fishing, but we mostly rested. And again, there was a picnic table down, um, down on, on the deck, on, on the dock down there. And I would go every morning and every afternoon and just spend time with God and just rest. Listen to the birds. Watch what was going on out there. And, um, and I came back rested, refreshed. And it, it wasn't necessarily the physical body rest as much. It was the spiritual, mental break from having to make decision after decision after decision after decision and just say, God, I'm going to rest in you. Teach me your ways. Help me to enjoy the little things like I do the big things. Help me see what you're doing in ways that I can never see while I'm so busy. That's why I need it. I need rest so that I can begin to see things that other people can't see because they're moving too fast. I kind of got rebuked yesterday by a, a gentleman 20 years older than me. I went to Alatro Foreman Lumber, and he was working on some um, some bows and different things. Guy worked in there, and uh, 
I said, man, you're real busy. He goes, yeah, we stay busy. I said, I said but I, I would imagine that people come in here like for both season, like the week before both season opens. He goes, oh, man, you just don't know. I said, oh, I know. I've been in here before. But good to know, but you don't know what it's, how much work we have then. And uh, I said, well, I'm in here to get a few things because I'm trying to get my stuff done early. And then I made this statement. I said, I said, man, got three months before opening day of hunting season. Man, I wish it went by quick. And he stopped and he looked at me and he said, son, <laughs> I'm 53 years old, he called me son. He said, son, don't wish that your life would go by that fast. And I said, yes, sir, I, I get what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. I said, let me rephrase it to you this way. I wish it were perpetually hunting season all the time. <laughs> oh, he goes, I see what you're, what you're saying. But he goes, don't wish that your life would go by that fast. He said, stop and enjoy the small things. I said, yeah, he's right. Rest. Rest when you can. Get it. Make it part of your life. You deserve it. And that's the way you're wired. That's the way God made us. And if we don't rest, I think we'll speed right past some of the things that God's doing in our hearts and in our lives past Miss Karen back here was telling me a little while ago right before Sunday school uh, that her little granddaughter um, they recorded her answer about how she enjo enjoyed vacation Bible school yeah and when she said that to me, I had two or three things on my mind, and I was working through some things, and I, I went back to her and said, look, I want to see that. I want to see that. If not today, then Wednesday. Be sure, Miss Karen, you let me see that. I want to take the time to be able to see what this, how old is, how old is she? Four? I want to take the time to listen to what a four-year-old got out of vacation Bible school. Because... God might be able to teach me something through that. I don't want to just blow by it. Because see, to that little four-year-old, this past week was probably one of the greatest weeks of her entire life. And to, to some of us, we're just like, whew, glad that's over. And I get it, I understand. But when we don't rest, we miss these beautiful things that God has for us. Let's stand, everybody. <clears throat> Resting in Him. Now, that's one of the concepts that we're looking at as we go into July. We're going to talk more about July in the next couple of weeks as we move into a sabbatical rest for our church. It's not because we're lazy. It's not because we don't want to do anything. It's because we have lots to do and important things to take care of throughout the year that we better take time to gather ourselves, to enjoy the little things, to rest a little bit so that come August, we're ready to get started again as a church, as a group of volunteers doing the work of the ministry that God's called us to do. And one thing I'm saddened by, I'm saddened that it's taken me all these years as a pastor to realize 
that we need that as a church. But better late than never. So go with what we got. And I'm going to tell you this, that I believe. I, I, I can't tell you what it's going to look like because I don't know. But I am going to tell you this. God has spoken to my heart as a pastor about what this month coming up in July will do for our church and what He will do within us. I have no idea what that is. But I just feel within my heart, and I feel He's spoken to me, made it clear to me that I'm going to do something in, in the people of this church, in your heart, in their hearts, in their lives, through, our, through getting together in a small area to worship, through resting throughout the month of July that will be different than I've ever done since you've been the pastor here. I don't know what it is. Someone asked me the other day, so what do you think God's going to do? I think He's going to do amazing things, I just don't know what they are. And that's the beauty of obeying Him, because it's like Christmas morning every time. So I hope that you make plans to be here in July as much as possible. I'm going to miss a Sunday. I know Brother Eric's going to miss a Sunday. Some of you are going to miss some Sundays for vacation. But boy, try to be here on those Sundays when you, when you are here in the area, okay? And um, because something special is going to happen in that fellowship hall when we get together to worship together in a small setting while we're resting and getting recharged by God. So, we'll say more about that. So, here's what I'd like us to do today. Maybe what you need to do is just get to this altar and say a simple prayer, something like this. God, I've been busy, busy trying to do the things that you've called me to do and the responsibilities that I have. Lord, are there things that I'm doing maybe that, that I'm doing too much and my pride is keeping me from uh, letting go of those things? Um, God, am I doing the right things? Lord, am I listening for your still small voice or am I blowing past everything that you're trying to teach me and talk to me about so God right now I pray that you would slow my spirit down slow my mind down slow my heart down give me the rest that I need so I can see you afresh and anew and you can energize me like never before. I prayed in Jesus' name. Maybe something like that is a prayer that you need to pray in your own words. I'm going to let God do what He wants to do, obviously, during this time. Let's trust Him, church. And let's rest in Him. That's where our strength comes from. Father, we pray it in Your name. Amen and amen. As our team leads us.